Welcome back. I'm Nicole. And I'm Ben. Of course, welcome back. But you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. said welcome back i said it first i win yeah but first the worst second the best sure sure you know how that works second is the best <sighs> i learned that in like grade two come on now oh my goodness that's elementary my well, dear watson welcome back oh now you're trying it, to be third no, the golden it, turd oh my gosh <laughs> it literally feels like we have not been on here forever i know and it's it's only been slightly over a week <laughs> yeah but i think because with halloween week it was such a part of our life for so long yeah okay only a week but it was just a lot of effort every day and um so it just it felt like this was a really long break <laughs> it did it felt i mean a break we we needed mm-hmm. but it was definitely lengthy and that's ha- what she said ha <laughs> <laughs> Halloween week was so epic that for quite a while after Halloween, actually, I was like, you know what? Screw Christmas. I'm done with you. I don't want any part of you. Um, Because that was just like my favorite Halloween ever, I think. And But I'm starting to get into the Halloween spirit. I bought Christmas lights today. You're getting in the Christmas spirit. Oh, the Christmas spirit now. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I'm still it's stuck coming. on Halloween. It's it's slowly coming because I love Christmas. I'm going to have to pick like some Christmas cases. Oh, we'll definitely have to pick Christmas cases. Totally. 100%. Totes my goats. Um, But also, side note, because Halloween did go so amazing and so awesome, uh, just the other day, we hit a total (gasps) of 200,000 lifetime listens on the podcast. Boom. So our episodes, because of all you listeners out there, all you patrons, all you people who support the shit out of us. Mm Mm-hmm. You have listened to us 200,000 times. That's wild. That's insane. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of our little shoveled up Grinch hearts that are about to grow three times with Christmas approaching. It's so funny that you say something with the Grinch because I say something with the Grinch in my case. Oh, really? Oh, dang, wow. dang. Wow. Look at us go. We're, we're in sync. Totally. Bye, bye, bye. Or is that is that Backstreet Boys? Oh, shit. I always I get them mixed up. Sync. I always get them mixed oh, up. Oh, no. Someone will tell us if we're wrong. Which is totally fine. Um, okay, so we have some patrons to thank. We do. And then before I end up forgetting, the case I'm doing today, actually um, one of our patrons requested, mm-hmm. and her name was Samantha. Sorry for a minute there. I almost <laughs> thought I was saying the wrong word, but Samantha. Because, um, yeah, I put a little selfie up there, and I was like, take a request. Um, and there was some sweet requests that came in, and we will definitely be covering some of those. But for today... We pick Samantha's. So, Samantha, thank you very much for the request. Yeah, super appreciate it. You're done. I don't even know what it is. Well, I, I know the name. I know the gist of the case in like a one-sentence summary. Oh, dude. It's, yeah, that's it. It's uh, it's a bad one. I'm looking forward to hearing it's it. Really I mean, I'm not bad. looking forward to what happened. That It does not sound good, but I'm, I'm anxious to yeah, hear it's wild. the details. 
Wild. Uh, but before we get into the details, can we thank our patrons? Absolutely. Okay, so since we last thanked our patrons for signing up, we have a few more to thank, um, like Soul Angel, Tracy, Shandy, Julie Phillips, Alexa- I almost said Alexandria, Alexia, Kevin Kyle, Dylan, and Teresa Entz. Thank you very much, wow, you guys. Wow, thank you. For all signing up on our Patreon and supporting the shit out of Round us. Round of applause to you. Yeah, and we we, we are going to put a uh, another request up on Patreon to see what you guys want us to do for the Patreon-exclusive episode oh, this yeah. month. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's awesome. So, yeah, if you want to sign up for Patreon, see that exclusive episode to be the we last have month one up. <laughs> where we were completely shammered, and listen to the next one coming up. Head over to Patreon, sign up, support us in the meantime. And for those who are signed up, head over there and let us know what you want for a, a Patreon-only exclusive and episode. thank you. Yes, 100%. Seriously, super appreciate it. Okay. Do you got your have, drink? I don't, ha- I don't actually have a drink today. I'm, I'm, it's kind of sad. I have like a liter of ice But you coffee. have a liter, so if I need a drink, I'm just going to steal some. And fear not, there is Irish cream in it, so we're good. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. We can start going. Let's do it. I think we have other updates, but we probably chit-chatted enough, so let's dive right in. So this is the story about Joseph Fritzel and Elizabeth Fritzel, but we're going to focus more on Elizabeth because she's the victim, and we try to focus on the victims around here as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth was born on April 6, 1966, to parents Joseph and Rosemary. She was the fourth child to be born out of their seven children. Now, trigger warning. This story is quite intense, including some extreme sexual abuse. So I'm just warning you right off the bat here. If you don't want to hear it, stop now. Yeah, this is your official second warning. Yes. Because we have a warning at the beginning we of every do. episode. But and now here's I'm your just, second chance to, just giving to you bail a second out. One. So now out of the seven children... Joseph seemed to gravitate towards Elizabeth, taking a special interest in her and treating her differently than the rest of the children. An obsession towards her, if you will. An obsession. Obsession. I I missed. Did you say how many children he had? Seven. Seven. Okay. Seven. If he needed to go somewhere, he'd want Elizabeth to come with him. Or if he needed help, it was Elizabeth he wanted help from. He liked for her to always be in his sight. At the age of 11, Joseph would start to sexually abuse Elizabeth. Fuck. Which is honestly horrific. Like that. 11. That's her father. Yeah. Like her father. There's that two perspectives. There's the age of being so young and 11. And then there's the, that's your fucking dad. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I just, I just can't. At 15, Elizabeth would come. Oh, do you have something to say, my love? It just reminded me of a joke. So whenever you're ready, (laughs) I'll totally tell you the joke. Go ahead. Okay, sorry. Um, Why do teenage girls always travel in odd numbers? Oh, gosh. I feel like I've actually heard this, but I don't know. Because they can't even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh they can't even that's yep. awesome and i even said that yeah so, so am i like a teenage girl pretty much pretty much yeah pretty much sorry i digress go ahead <laughs> okay so at 15 elizabeth would complete her necessary schooling and once that was finished she started a course to become a waitress 
When she was 16 years old, in January 1983, she would run away from home with a friend. But honestly, can't blame her. No kidding. They went in into hiding in Vienna, Austria, but were found by the police and returned to their parents three weeks after running away. I should mention the story itself itself takes place in Amstead in Austria. Once back home, Elizabeth rejoined her waitress course and completed it in 1984, being offered a job in Linz, which was a nearby town. Now, much to no one's knowledge, Joseph was realizing he was losing Elizabeth. She was becoming an adult, and soon she would be off on her own. The plan he would come up with next is just horrific. And like, I, I'm probably going to say it again. Like, I keep saying horrific, but it's honestly, there's just like no other word well, to describe this. The, the one detail I do know is the detail you're leading up to. And it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. It's far beyond horrific. Yeah. Like, there are no words. Like, my jaw researching was pretty much just constantly on the ground. So in 1978, the Fritzl house would undergo a renovation. The house was a larger, older home dating back to the 1890s. It had many rooms, some of them being rented out to tenants. Joseph had applied for a building permit to extend his basement, some reports saying for it to be an atomic bomb shelter. He went through all the necessary permits to make his renovation. <laughs> renovation legal stumble much which initially surprised me but he was a smart man and i think this would prevent people from investigating at a later date yeah that's by true. him going through the paperwork right yeah that makes sense uh once the shelter was complete and to no one's knowledge joseph would go even further adding more space to the basement creating a small prison yep here we go. We're going there. Buckle up. No one. This is fucking nasty. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real bad. No one in his family was allowed to go to the basement. It was for Joseph's use only. He referred to it as his kingdom, and he was busy while down there and not to be disturbed. He was a trained engineer, and apparently this is where he did his work. As you can imagine, he had much control over the family, and you did not question Joseph. Fuck this guy. I know, I already, I just Fuck hate him. Fuck this guy. His kingdom. Fuck. Yeah, he just deserves nothing. So on He's all, a king of nothing. King of nothingness. King of the pile of poo. <laughs> um, on August 28th, 1984, Joseph would end up luring Elizabeth into the basement of the family house saying he needed help carrying a door or something to that extent. This favor would change Elizabeth's life tra trajectory completely. Mm -hmm. As Elizabeth was helping her father, Joseph would reveal an ether-soaked towel, bring it to his daughter's face, and hold it there until she lost consciousness. She would later regain consciousness, handcuffed in the secret prison cell her father had started working on years prior. This would be her home for the next 24 years. Yeah, that's, f oh, fuck, I can't imagine. Like, that is a long fucking time. Yep. 
that it's just it's unimagin it's unimaginable it's unthinkable like holy frig like i just almost feel like i'd rather die well and i know i'm jumping way ahead here but after those 24 years can you imagine what it would be like to get out of there mm-hmm. that stockholm syndrome that you're oh my gosh that uh and just like the amount of life that you've just missed out on oh yeah for sure literally right? a quarter of your life if you are lucky enough to live to be 100 yeah Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so I didn't know exactly where to mention this, but his unwanted acts towards Elizabeth were not his first. He was known for indecent exposure, peeping into people's windows and watching them in intimate moments, which is just... He's a fucking peeping Tom. It's <laughs> just so disgusting. Jesus. Often masturbating in parks while watching women... Okay, well, that one's completely normal. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Just kidding. No. Just kidding. Don't. Sorry, that was a bad joke. That was a terrible joke. And in 1967, he was actually arrested for following and raping a woman in her home. Fuck. And get this. Like, I was like, what the fuck? He served 12 months of his 18-month sentence. Why the fuck was it only 18 months? Right? Like, and he even, raped someone. And even still, why did he only serve 12 months of that 18 like, okay, months? Okay, so you literally followed someone home, raped them in their goddamn home, and you had to go to jail for a year? Yeah. Okay. So you followed someone, raped someone, were given the fucking ridiculous minimum sentence of 18 months, and you didn't even have to serve that whole period. Yeah. That's a whole fucked up situation. That is just, I, oh, like, like that is too low. That's a whole, a whole, oh my that gosh, is, it makes my head hurt. That is a whole bunch of messed up wrapped in yeah. a whole burrito. Sh- that's like going to Taco Bell, getting the cheapest taco you can, throwing it on the floor, stepping on it, and then eating it. Ew. Exactly. That's just like, why? How do no. you think of this shit? <laughs> because it's a whole messed up situation wrapped up in, and I was going to say a burrito, and then I thought taco, and then I thought Taco Bell, and I was like, how can you make Taco Bell any shittier? You throw it on the ground and step on You're it. You're just always thinking about taco tacos. I, I was going to say tacos. Taco Bell, but just tacos. I don't generally have Taco Bell. Kay. Rarely. So this is even weird. Okay, not even weird, actually. I shouldn't say that. But his, okay, me being a wife, I think this is fucked. His wife, Rosemary, would stay with him through all of this. Did she know? That, sh- that well, she visited him in prison and shit. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were skipping ahead to oh, like, Oh, no, okay. no, I'm still talking about like, okay, so like the 12-month sentence and shit, like she would visit him and like just pretend like nothing happened. Really? Like, I'm pretty sure if that was me, I'd be like, Peace. Your Prince Charming just raped someone's in prison and you're like. Like, that's disgusting. Like, I'm oh, out. I love you still. I'd be like, you're fucking nasty. I'm 100% out. you nasty. Okay, so initially Elizabeth's mother, Rosemary, would report Elizabeth missing. She was not part of this plan and had no knowledge that her daughter was locked just below the floors of her home. Well, and Rosemary had a history of running away. So, of course, she could be missing. Rosemary? Her daughter. What did I, who did I say? Elizabeth. Or Elizabeth. El- Rosemary's the mother. Okay, sorry. Elizabeth has the history of running away. Yeah. So, of yeah. course, it's that's to be suspected now. She's done it before. I guess, but I mean, like, she's found. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so Joseph would put... On an act, too, as a distraught parent, even apparently crying at one point to the police. Like, freaking bastard. Not okay with that. This guy sucks. He was able to dodge this missing person's report by handing over a letter to the police. The first of what would be many letters he would force Elizabeth to write while he was holding her in captivity. 
The letter would address that Elizabeth was tired of living with her family and that she had joined a cult. It warned her parents not to look for her. This would close the investigation to look for Elizabeth. See, anytime there's a letter, don't look for me. That's a red flag to say, fucking look for the person. Fucking look, like real hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it closed. Done. They're finished looking for her. Now, what exactly was Elizabeth living in? Well, I'm going to share with you. Oh, no. Here we go. Initially going down into the basement, you were met with a utility room and a workshop. Joseph's workshop. Behind a bookshelf in the workshop was a secret door only measuring one meter high that would lead to the cellar. The cellar consisted of a bathroom, kitchen, and two bedrooms, all connected by very little narrow passageways, which I thought was really interesting. It covered approximately an area, an area of approximately 590 square feet. But it wasn't always that large. And we'll touch on that in a bit. Well, I mean, that square footage, though, that's like what we're living in in our tiny home. It's actually bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, we have windows. Oh, yeah. We have luxuries that yeah. she would not have. Yeah. 100%. Like, literally, like, no daylight whatsoever. Yeah. Like, the, the I just could only imagine, like, the air, how, like, non-fresh it would be yeah. in there. Like, and in the disgusting. cellar, you got that cool, damp stone foundation air. And, like, yeah. no. That's, oh, not, that's just, not fun. It would just be awful. There were two access points into the cell, a hinged door, and this, okay, it, that I found, it apparently weighed like a thousand pounds, this door, which is incredibly hard to, for me to envision, but became unstable over years due to the weight, and the metal door, and then there was a metal door reinforced with concrete on steel rails that weighed like 600 pounds, so like he was like enforcing the shit out of oh, this yeah. place. He was making sure no one got out or yep. in if they didn't, if they were trying to look for someone. So that that door was located behind the shelf in Joseph's basement workshop and was very protected. So for one, it was hidden. There was an electronic code using a remote control unit to enter. And in order to have reached this door, apparently five locking basement rooms had to have been crossed. To get to Elizabeth, eight doors in total needed to be unlocked. Wow. Two of them being additionally secured by electronic locking devices. Like wow. that is a massive, like there's no escaping that really. Like there's this, not, I just don't think it's possible. The the pre-planning there, the premeditation yep. involved in all this, the years, the saying, I'm going to make sure if she gets past door number one or two or three, she's still fucking locked up. Because like, could you imagine if you oh got past door one? Like just, you'd probably just be like, yes, yes. Like the relief. And then you're met by another door. Yeah. And you get past it and you're met by another oh. one. The yeah. fucking, oh my God, the heartbreak. <laughs> like I, oh goodness. Okay. But then also to me, okay, so if I lived in this home and there was an area of my home that I couldn't go into and that was just locked, I think that'd be suspicious like AF. Like I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be okay with that. There'd be no way that I would not be breaking in there. Well, my my assumption wouldn't be that you're holding our child captive in there. Okay, but if I had an area that of our house, Ben, you're not allowed to go in here, and it was constantly locked, you would need to go in there. Oh yeah, both of us would break into the oh, each other's. Fuck yeah! But I'm just saying, as as leading up to my point here, like I wouldn't assume like 
they're fucking hiding our missing child in no. there. I need to go in there Hell for that. Hell no, you wouldn't be married to that person. I would be like, Nicole's fucking growing a shit ton of weed in her basement. I guarantee it. Either that or she's like some sort of dealer. Something. <laughs> yeah. The bank account's growing. No, I'd be like, why isn't the bank account growing? <laughs> you got to harvest this crop. What are you doing? <laughs> Let me help you. Oh my gosh. No, but I, I totally, yeah, I'd be, I'd be busting in there oh. being like, what the fuck? Yeah, there'd be no way that yeah. I would not be in there. I'd send you out grocery shopping or something, and then I'd be looking at getting through the doors. Exactly. And then I'd be questioning, why is there fucking eight locked doors down here that I can't get through? Yeah. Now you would get through them, though. Yeah, it would. Uh, so Joseph would visit Elizabeth usually every day, bringing her food and other essential supplies. At these visits, he would, and I'm sure you guessed, yep. also repeatedly rape her. Which brings us to an even worse part of the story, and that is the story of the children yep. that would be born Here we go. in this hidden cellar. Fuck. Elizabeth would become pregnant a total of eight times, with seven children being born. Did you know it was that many? I knew. Well, generally with these cases, there's not any sort of uh, birth control being used. So if someone is being locked up and being used like that against their will there's usually multiple at least pregnancies whether it's children being born is a different story there's at least multiple pregnancies i didn't look into it i feel like i don't know i feel like there almost wouldn't have been birth control but there totally could have been or sorry there was birth control because every child was born almost like after two years kind of thing and there was numerous reports that he like raped her upwards of 3,000 times. Holy fuck. In the span of those 24 years. So the fact that she like had that few of children is almost surprising. I'm I'm going to do that math for how I frequent did, that I is. I did actually do that math already, but I can't remember. Okay. Well, you keep, keep going on. I'm going to um, okay. calculate this. So her first pregnancy in November of 1986 ended with a miscarriage when she was about 10 weeks pregnant. Her having to deal with this, being completely alone, locked in a dark, dingy cellar, I just couldn't imagine. On August 30th, 1988, Elizabeth would give birth to her first child, a little girl named Kirsten. Kirsten, I think it is. It's like they pronounce it maybe differently than us over there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Kirsten. Um, I got the number. And honestly... I'm surprised it's that small of a number um, because that's over. It's over 24 years. 24 years. That's yeah. 8,760 days. Okay. Divided yeah. by 3,000 times. That's an average of 2.92. So that's about every three days. Yeah. I'm surprised it was that little, to be honest. Really? I'm surprised. He, like, if you are going through that trouble to essentially have... A slave for your bidding. A sex slave? Yeah. Then I'm surprised you're not taking more advantage. But there would be times he was away. I mean, times that like she was pregnant and probably like having a baby. That's true. So it's just like, I don't know. That's true. Some It did say on times that it could have been numerous times a day. But then um, it would say it was like a minimum of three times a week usually. So, yeah. Ah, uh, like gross. 
Okay. <laughs> so back. Yeah, it's fucking gross regardless. Don't get me this. wrong. So on August 30th, 1988, Elizabeth would give birth to her first child, a little girl named uh, Kirsten, who would live in the cellar with Elizabeth. I even struggled to write this, but Elizabeth birthed these babies completely on her own. No help from anyone. Fuck. And if that doesn't show like her strength, I don't know what the fuck does. Badass of the day. 100%. Joseph would provide her with towels, scissors, and a pregnancy book. And that is all. That is it? That is it. And she was literally left alone to give birth to this child. Does he realize the risk involved in there? He I don't think he doesn't give a shit. But he could have been dealing with a, a dead body yeah. coming back down there. Yeah. Because childbirth is... There's so many things that could like, yeah. go wrong. There, there is high risk for fatality in that. Yeah. And like she literally had to do that herself. Like I just can't even imagine the strength that you would have to pull out of yourself to do that. No shit. Like holy crap. On February 1st, 1990. So that's basically like just under two years. Little Stefan would be born and would also stay in the cellar with Elizabeth. Just over two years later, on August 29th, 1992, Lisa would be born. And interestingly enough, Lisa would not remain living with Elizabeth. Oh? When she was just nine months old, she would be discovered outside the family home in a cardboard box. Allegedly being left there by Elizabeth, but it was really Joseph, with a note asking for the child to be looked after by Joseph and Rosemary. Why did he select this one? So there was quite a few different stories about it. Some saying the cellar was running out of room. Okay. So like they wanted to bring some of the children above. Some saying that some of the children were louder than the others. Oh, okay. So then he would select these children to go upstairs to like decrease... Noise. The, the noise, yeah. Because there was like tenants and stuff in this area and in this house. And people would sometimes say they heard things. But Joseph like would always say that or have excuse of it being something else. And then of also course. he was a landlord and he was kind of, I don't know, dominating, right? And so you, I, I don't know. How much could you say to your landlord? Well, and true, if you're renting a room or something from a – your landlord, who's to know? Maybe they had their sister over who has a baby and you heard the baby cry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was my was sister's like kid. Numerous, oh, okay. room, numerous rooms in there and stuff. Yeah. There was one report, though, that someone said they had a dog. Mm -hmm. And so this dog daily would just constantly be staring at the floor and like kind of growl and stuff. Really? Because he could hear things that were happening under there, right? And it was mm -hmm. just like, what the fuck? So... That's whole. That's like fucking hair standing up the back of my neck. It's super sad. Oh my god! In 1993, and I mentioned this earlier, but the area they were living in was not always 590 square feet. It was only initially 380 square feet. But as the family grew, a larger area was needed. So Joseph put Elizabeth and the children to work. They were expected to dig out the soil to enlarge the prison using only their, their hands. hands. Fuck. I like, knew fucking that was asshole. Coming. Can you not just give them a shovel? Right? Go to the dollar store. Get a garden hoe. Like, yeah. come on. 
So it took them years, but they eventually got to a place where the prison was enlarged 210 square feet. Like, I hate that. Fuck. On February 26th, are you okay? You're just I just, like, this fucking guy. You're just holding your face. There's, if it's not bad enough that you're holding a human and then subsequently multiple humans after that um, captive and using them as a fucking sex slave, which is disgusting enough. Mm-hmm. That's your daughter. Daughter. Yes. Sorry. I forgot that detail. God. <laughs> And then you have the fucking audacity to not even have any human decency left in you to even help in a fucking childbirth. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, if you want more room for the family that I am making you have. Dig it out. Dig it out with your bare fucking hands. Like he's a monster. A monster. Far beyond. Far beyond. Oh my gosh. And honestly, dude. Like, you haven't even heard the worst. Fuck. Okay. I need a lot more alcohol in this <laughs> Yeah, maybe coffee. you need an actual beer. I need, like, whiskey. I need moonshine after this. So, on February 26, 1994, so again, basically two years after Lisa was born, the fourth child would be born named Monica. And again, like Lisa had been, 10-month-old Monica was left and found outside the entrance of the home in a pushchair. This time, Rosemary received a phone call. Sorry, our dogs are making noise. Something sorry, sorry for the pause. There. So this time, Rosemary, the mom, received a phone call from, presumably, Elizabeth, but it's thought to have been a recording asking them to take care of her child. Rosemary, reporting this incident to the police, concerned that Elizabeth knew their new unlisted number, and reading that, I was like, who the fuck cares? Like, that's so good that she found you. And I just feel like maybe you should kind of help her because she's obviously in a shitty situation. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so they took they took their this child in again and raised it as their own. On April 28th, 1996, Elizabeth would give birth to twin boys, one named Michael and one named Alex. Unfortunately, Michael would not survive. He was born with respiratory failure, and Joseph refused to bring him to the hospital. Of course he did. He was less than three days old when he died, and had he gotten the help he needed, he would have survived. Of course. Yep. So that's murder right there. Joseph (sighs) would remove his body and cremate him in the family home, spreading his ashes in the back garden. That's... So far, the only human thing this fucking person has done. Oh, I don't think that. He, like, burnt, he, like, cremated and burnt the baby in, like, their furnace or some shit. It's, there's still some semblance of honoring the dead. That's it. It's Uh, not, he didn't just fucking, in a bag in the dumpster or something, you know? I guess, I guess. That is the first symbol of anything decent Oh, but it's not even in my opinion. Oh, it's not. It's not. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, I'm trying to salvage anything Anything. out of this, anything out of this this fucking piece of shit. He still doesn't. Don't get me wrong. No. So Alex, the other twin at 15 months old would be discovered as his previous two sisters and be taken to live upstairs. With the three children living upstairs with Joseph and Rosemary, 
Social Services was actually involved, and they were approved as foster parents. It was explained how the three infant grandchildren just appeared on their doorstep, and during regular visits by social workers, no suspicious activity was ever seen or heard to deem them as unfit foster parents. Now, I had to kind of, like, look into that because I was like, he was, like, a rapist. Like, excuse me? I was just thinking that, too. I'm like, (laughs) um, deemed fit foster parent. He has a criminal record of a fucking rapist. So, apparently, and I don't know if this is still a thing. I didn't look into that. But after 15 years in accordance with Austrian law, your criminal record is cleared. Really? Really? Holy shit. So 15 years after that incident occurred, like he didn't, he didn't, fine. Like he did nothing wrong. Wow. And okay, I can maybe see that with like some incidents and stuff. Like, I don't know, he stole a car or something, but rape? No, no. Yeah. That's, that is much worse. That's another human you're, you're, you're committing your crime against rather than stealing a car is just a tangible literal object yeah you took something from a human yeah a human is not an object so it, it, that doesn't that doesn't fucking count no so the last and final child to be born would be felix and he was born on december 16th 2002 i love that name felix it's a good name actually but he was left to live in the cellar with elizabeth and her two oldest children as joseph's wife could not look after any more children So to go into more detail on the captive's living situation, they had a television, a radio, a video cassette player, and Elizabeth had also requested learning material as she would want to teach the children. She did teach the children each day and had taught them to read and write, which was like fucking good for her. Well done. Like that's just like amazing. Fucking go Elizabeth. Like incredible. She also taught them manners. They were very well-mannered children. Good. So I'm like, this lady is just a superhero. She tried to make their situation as normal as possible. There was a refrigerator that food could be stored in, as Joseph would often go on trips, and they would be left to fend for themselves, with reports being upwards of three weeks. Wow. That's a long fucking time. No kidding. They would cook or heat their food on hot plates. So as Elizabeth was trying to give the children as normal of an upbringing as humanly possible. Joseph, obviously, was doing the complete fucking opposite. Yeah. Besides from them being locked away like prisoners, at times he would go even further with their punishment by shutting off their lights or refusing to deliver food to them for extended periods of time. And this, this is brutal. He would even bring down photos of the children living upstairs to show the kids living downstairs how good and normal of a life they were having. Showing them swimming in the pool, celebrating their birthdays, having summer barbecues, being just outside. Why? (laughs) I don't know because he's a complete asshole. Holy shit. Like I was just like, what? For a a moment there, I thought you were going to say he's bringing down photos of the kids so Elizabeth and the kids can no. see their siblings. No. 
But no, he's showing the activities and the life they're living. And he would, there was also reports and stuff where he'd go down and like talk about all the delicious food and stuff that he was eating and just being like a right asshole. Holy fuck. Yeah. I want to punch this guy square like in the balls disgusting. so he tastes his own fucking nuts. Okay, but you're ready? Because this is the most horrific. You remember when I was sitting at the counter researching and I was just like, no, no. No, like having my little yep. spaz. So this is the part. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so this horrified me. And I did think about leaving it out because it's horrifying. But like, we're here to just give all the facts. So Joseph would force Elizabeth to watch pornographic videos, make her reenact them with him. And he would be doing this in, in front, front of, of the, the children. In order to completely humiliate her. Yep. Like I was like, no, no, like no one would do that. Oh my gosh. I honestly think that is like one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. So this guy like there, there you go. If you didn't think he was disgusting already, he's real disgusting. So to inst instill fear in Elizabeth and the children... Joseph would tell them that if they ever tried to escape, he would either gas the place or they would receive an electric shock, both resulting in death. When he was home, Joseph would go into the basement most mornings, telling the upstairs family he was going down there drawing plans. Because I can't remember if I mentioned that he was an engineer. Yeah, you did. Okay. Often being down there for extended periods of time, but that they were not allowed to bother him. His wife not even allowed to like bring him down a cup of coffee. Joseph had two completely separate lives. When he closed the door to the basement, he also closed the door in his head. He didn't think about the basement family when he was outside of the basement. He'd shop for the upstairs family at a different time. Then he'd shop for the downstairs area and he'd shop, or sorry, the downstairs family at another time, and often it would be across town or sometimes in a different town altogether so that he would not get caught because he could be buying, like, say, something for babies, but like diapers he didn't, or something. He didn't yeah. maybe have a baby or whatever, right? And then he would bring them their supplies in the evening. Okay. So now that I've just basically probably completely traumatized everyone, I'm sure you're wondering, like, how the situation ends for Elizabeth and her children. I'm curious. Because um, in the midst of this conversation, I, I realized something, did a little quick Google and found out that what my- frig? No, no, it's not not facts about this. Okay. There's, there's a movie based off this case. And I was like, this sounds familiar. And I Googled it. And yes, that movie is right. based off it. I don't remember the name, but I did uh, read Room. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah I've seen yeah. that movie with Brie Larson. It's a good movie. Oh, okay. I want to read. I want to watch it again. Okay. So it would take one of Elizabeth's children- uh, Kirsten to get extremely ill for this shit show to end. On April 19th, 2008, Kirsten, who was the oldest child and 19 years old at this point. Holy shit, really? She'd lived her whole life underground in that cellar. No daylight, no sun ever hitting her face, no rain, no puddles to jump in. Like the list goes on and on. Yep. Uh, like on and on. Missing out on your entire childhood yeah. and adolescence. Like, fuck. Like, it just breaks It breaks your heart. Can you literally imagine being 19? And, I mean, I know that there's people around the world 
like third world countries and stuff who definitely do not get this luxury, but living in a first world country and being 19 and not even getting to celebrate your birthday. Yeah. Well, I like, bet you, well, Elizabeth might not have really known dates and stuff. Cause I'm just thinking like Elizabeth being the mom she was, I bet you she would try to do something. Oh, but definitely. I mean like probably not have a cake and decorations and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Right. Yeah. They so. go through that a little bit in, in the movie room with the birthday situation. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. And it's just, it's heartbreaking though. Yeah. So she was in very rough shape and surprisingly Joseph ended up calling an ambulance or taking her and one or the other and if she were to have died, like, okay, I think the reason he basically did that, because like, if she were to have died, what would he have done with this full grown, mm -hmm. you know, dead woman's body? Like, I just don't think he would be able to deal with that. So he gets Elizabeth to write a note that she's once again, dropping off one of her children who is sick and she can't take care of her. Like at some point, these notes just have to be like so ridiculous yep. that you wouldn't even take them seriously. No kidding. I just can't even believe at this point you would still be taking them seriously. Uh, so Kirsten is admitted to intensive care in very rough shape and the nurses and doctors become immediately suspicious. For one, there is absolutely no record of this child ever existing when they try to look up her medical history. Absolutely nothing to the government. She doesn't exist. Yeah. For two, she was whiter than a ghost and displaying illnesses to them that kind of had them puzzled. One of them, for example, being that she was so deficient in vitamin D that it surprised them that she had even like lasted this long. I mean, they, they, I'm sure he wasn't supplementing. No, probably not. He's They're, probably just giving him cheap ass food, yeah. no vitamins, no nothing. And like you say, no windows in a basement cellar. So there's no vitamin nothing. D coming in. Yeah, nothing. I mean, at least you could put some fucking proper light bulbs in there that might have a little bit of fucking proper. Something. Like, come on. No, he gave no shits. No shits. Because Joseph wasn't offering basically any assistance and just wanting to get out of the hospital as quickly as possible, the hospital put out a search to try and find Kirsten's mother. During the evening of April 26, 2008, Joseph basically had no choice but to release Elizabeth. Informing his wife, Elizabeth's mother, mother that, oh, Elizabeth just decided to come home. <laughs> like, geez. Yeah, and you imagine that Elizabeth is not going to say a word and that everyone's going to believe all this and like, like, really? Yeah. So, and this is being, like, she was a 24 years, like, and then just boom. Yeah. Here. Like, no. Can you imagine that conversation? Oh, how was your 24 years away, sweetie? Well, let me tell you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Joseph takes Elizabeth to the hospital to see her daughter, and everyone is shocked by her appearance. At this point, she's in her 40s, but looks years beyond that. Mm -hmm. Looking to be around 50 or 60 years old with extremely pale skin, like her daughter, it's described as almost being transparent looking, and she herself looked quite sickly. I can imagine. Like, I mean, just the trauma yeah. that she had been through is just appalling. Someone from the hospital tipped off the police that Joseph and Elizabeth were at the hospital. 
This would lead to the two of them being taken into police custody for questioning. Now, initially, they were getting quite upset with Elizabeth, the police. Apparently, she wasn't saying much for about the first five hours. And in their opinion, they're thinking she was a neglecting mother. She'd left three children on the porch of her, pa- of her parents. Mm-hmm. And now another one of her children is brought into the hospital like deathly ill. She does eventually break, but needed a promise from the police that she would never have to see her father again. Well, and to be fair, look at it. Look at it from that police perspective. Oh, totally. I'm not saying anything bad against the police. Because you have this frail looking woman who looks years beyond her age. Her skin is ghostly pale. And like, what does that sound like? It sounds like a a a, cult. Like she could have been in a cult. Well, it sounds like drug abuse to me and addiction. That's true. Yeah. So generally with addiction, you have struggles with families and you have abandonment issues and that sort of stuff or neglect of children. That sounds like right off the bat, just from looking at her, I could see that authorities would pinpoint that as the first thought. Yes. Yes. And no, I mean, I, I could also see that the story of her just being in a cult could, cause I feel like sometimes you see people that are in the cults and they don't seem like they're take they're taking care of themselves either and stuff. That's right? true. Yeah. So a lot of cults though deal with, Substance abuse. And drugs, yeah, and alcohol and stuff too. So so at this point, Elizabeth reveals her story to the police. And it was a doozy. No shit. For them to understand. So much so that initially they didn't believe poor Elizabeth. Like, give this freaking woman a break for God's sakes. But she insisted, causing the investigation to lead to the Fritzel house. And them to find the cellar below ground and then to find two children in that cellar mm-hmm. uh, Stefan and Felix were still in there at this point they had been saved like oh my gosh thankfully after 24 years of all this oh. hell it was reported that on the way to the hospital Felix was just glued to the window Amazed by the sky, the trees, cars that were passing by them on the road. He had just never seen anything so magical, which like almost makes you want to cry, hey? Well, they they depict that in that movie Moon or that movie Room really well. And that's why it's called Room because um, the main characters in the movie, she only has one child that she's dealing with. Oh, But they live in just a single room. It's a shed. And he knows nothing. He can't comprehend anything outside of that. To him, the entire world is that shed is a room. Yeah. So the fact of being outside of a room is mind blowing. Oh, I know. I, I, you just couldn't imagine what would be going through their little heads. Like, mm-hmm. e- like you just absorb everything and just be in awe. So Joseph was obviously arrested immediately, and thank you. The thought that he could have even gotten away with this for that long, for as long as he did, is mind-blowing. The community was absolutely shocked, though, because in their mind, Joseph was quite a respectable member of the community. Aside from his rape. <laughs> well, they like they didn't know that. Yeah. Really, right? Like His neighbors probably didn't know that. Um, he came across... Or just wait, where am I here? Okay, there we go. He came across nice enough to his neighbors. He took... 
and he took on grandchildren that were dropped off by this cult member mother Mm -hmm. and had raised them as their own. He had a respectable job. Like the list goes on. So from the outside, he did appear quite fine. Yeah. I mean, he's hiding it all. So what's, there's no reason for anyone to suspect anything. Yeah. I could see that. I do have to mention, he seems to appear quite fine other than his freaking eyebrows. I don't know if you've seen a picture of this guy, but he has freaking heft. He's actually quite a weird looking dude. There was a photo um, that I came across when I was researching and it was his face next to the face of the Grinch. Oh God. And there was actually like so much of a resemblance that it was freaking hilarious. Okay. I got to Google this. You have to Google this. Um, but this story would have no happy ending and Joseph's heart would not grow three sizes. Joseph's, oh my God. He does look like yeah, a Grinch. Doesn't he? Like a human Grinch. He also looks like a human piece of shit. Yeah. Disgusting. So your phone was making noise. Yeah. I was getting it too close to the recording. You got feedback. So Joseph's trial started on March 16th, 2009. He was charged with rape, incest, kidnapping, slavery, and murder. Joseph's defense being that he wanted to protect Elizabeth from a lifestyle he didn't think was good for her. Yeah, well, that's not his fucking call. fuck off. After Elizabeth's testimony, which was recorded and not shared to the public to protect her, Joseph actually broke down and realized the crimes he'd committed. He apparently apologized for the pain he inflicted on his family and pleaded guilty to all the charges. Yeah. 24 years too late. I know. Way too late. Too fucking bad. He was sentenced to life in prison, which is he, which he is still serving today. Good. At one point in time, Joseph admitted that he had always planned to lock Elizabeth up so that he could contain and express his evil side saying he was born to rape and he had held himself back for too long and could have behaved a lot worse than locking up his daughter. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised with the fact that he always planned to lock her up. I, I could have guessed that on my own, but the born to rape, he could have done much worse. Are you, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, like that's like he's almost making an excuse for his horrific actions. Holy shit, this guy is disgusting. Like I yeah. like I don't even there isn't words to describe how no. how brutal he is. If the devil is real, the devil is pr- will probably look at this guy and be like, "Uh, the fuck?" Yeah. There was actually a video I was watching and they're like the devil wouldn't have tr- wouldn't treat his children this bad. No. So. No, never. After finally being released from their prison, Elizabeth and her children lived in a clinic for a year, finally learning to live a normal life. They now live in an undisclosed location and have never accepted any interviews with media. They lost a ridiculous amount of their life and needed to learn what it would be like to be free, to feel the rain on their skin, see grass, feel grass on their feet for the first time. Such simple things that I know a lot of us take for granted, but that we should be lucky to experience on a daily basis. Wow. So that's the story. That was a really good wrap up. Holy shit. I know. I even have goosebumps. <laughs> but it's it's true. Like I 100% take those those things for granted. 
Like, and it's like if this story can teach us anything, like maybe just next time when you're outside, enjoy the blue sky. Even on your drive to work, looking out that window of your car, just being amazed by the world beyond in. that glass. Yeah. Because it could be a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. Holy shit. Quite the story, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of knew of this case without even knowing of the case, apparently. Yeah. Um, although the movie is significantly different, there's just there's details that, that made me draw the parallels. Was were, were they in that shed for that long? Like 24 years long? I don't know if it was quite 24 years, but it was definitely over a decade, maybe 15 to 20, oh, okay. somewhere in there maybe. I know, because it just amazes me that this shit actually happens. Like this is not the only story where someone has been held captive for just mm -hmm. that extended period of time. It just... I don't know. I just feel like the doom you would feel would just be so much. So, I mean, hopefully they're doing like okay and at least yes. someone able to be enjoying the rest of their lives, right? Yes. No kidding. So. I wish nothing for the best of that family. Oh, totally. And as far as Joseph, Ugh. fucking rot. Yeah. Rot. Yeah, he's disgusting. Like he just... Ugh. I hope he stubs his big toe. I no, you know what? No, I hope he stubs his little toe. That's I even hope worse. He does a lot worse. Well, yeah, stubbing your little toe fucking hurts a lot. I hope he does that every fucking minute. Then. So do I. <laughs> I can hope he stubs his toe every Monday, Tuesday. I'll give him Wednesdays to maybe no. I don't know, get the flu. <laughs> yeah. I just hope everything bad on him because fuck that guy. Yeah, it's disturbing. Okay, well there you go. We have the story. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to our Patreons, Patreons, Patrons on Patreon, to you guys. Um, if you want to be a patron, check our link down below in the description of this podcast. And yeah, of course, we'd love our, for you to be there. Our social links as well. Facebook, Instagram, website. Yeah, they're all down there. Yeah. So, so until then, my friends. Stay wicked. Mm -hmm.